You first said, I don't have COVID, I have allergies. It's funny, you know, you had a cough, whatever, you only cough. I was on the plane, coming back to cough. So I definitely need to cough. Did you want to cough? You got a plane when you're there. But anyway, it's a blessing to be here with you guys, and I thank God for you. And, uh, and I'm going to step back here and see him if we pray. We disagree with Russell. Uh, we prayed yesterday. Father, right now, we just want the Holy Spirit to speak through me. Oh God, every word be your word. Let me get the hell out of the way. Mm-hmm. And people would see you and hear from you and not your image. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name. Amen. He wrecked the movie. 
over and over and over in my mind. So this is what I want to give. Maybe took me to the Lord. Right? So God will always support the revelation he brings us in the scripture. Mm -hmm. So if you turn to John, you can pull the picture up this. He says, Verily, verily, I tell you, unless a crumb of falls to the ground, John, excuse me, 12, 24. John chapter 12, verse 24. And when he falls to the ground and dies, he remains only a single seed. But if it dies, if it dies, it produces many seeds. Right? King James says it produces much fruit, much, much, much. If it dies. Right? And so the Lord took me here and he said, listen, this is what I'm asking of you. This is what I'm saying. And, and, but when Jesus first told us, this is Jesus speaking, and he's actually first making reference to his own death. The fact that he will die. Right? That, that we can live, that we will have life. And, uh, and because he says, if I, if I remain alone, if I remain, he says alone, he said, unproductive, that I am still in my state where I'm not producing or reproducing of my kind. Because that's the essence of a seed. Is reproduction. Okay? And so, Jesus is saying this, I have to die, I must die, because otherwise, the life that's in me that I came to give to mankind will never, it will never happen. Can I get the next slide? Next picture. See, as we see, we generally are on a stalk. He's in a cluster. In a cluster. And as long as it's on the stalk and in the cluster, there is no, there is no life giving. There is no reproduction occurring. It's not happening. As he began to bring it, not only, and I'm not going to dwell on what Christ said, we've heard, we've heard the Christ message, we know about Jesus dying for our sins, you know, that he died for us and he's been resurrected for new life. But I want to talk about how, how we must be willing and be willing to die in order to live. Dying to live. Because Christ has called us to die. To die to what we expect, to die to our own plans, to die to all these, these, these things that we have that are in conflict with his perfect will. Because we can come so many times having our own goals and our own plans, and that happens too many times to a lot of Christians, but we create our own agenda. We've got our own five-year, ten-year plan. We've got our own thing set up. This, these are my life goals. These are, right, these, these are my focuses, and this is what I want to achieve in my life. And so, God, I want you to bless my life. I want you to bless my plans. And God said, like, no. Okay, you got to twist it. <laughs> I am Lord, right? We're just saying, praise who? The Lord. Lord means he's the boss. And so God started telling me way back then, sitting 
You're not dying. You're still hanging on the stalk. Right? And, and, and you're still just pursuing your career. Teach of the year. Right? Nationally recognized by the IAG Cooperation. Right? One of 100 teachers in the nation to receive the award. You TISD Teacher of the Year. Now, you're pursuing your career. Getting all these accolades and blah, 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 blah. You're not dying. Because it's all about you. Yeah, you got some Jesus on you. Like you, got, you got the Jesus jacket on. <laughs> but still, it's all about you. It's all about you. And you want me to bless your plans. You want me to bless your plans. Yeah, you have me. You're going to get helping people in the community. <laughs> right? And then he started shining the light of all my crap. Really? I'm serious. He started shining the light of all my crap that I was doing in my own energy and my own strength. He's out of the that's what I love about Sweet Sweet. Lord, he jokes the hell out of the way. He said, they kind of shot me, right? <laughs> kind of offended me, right? Now my flesh came back. The Lord did get out of the way. Right? Because that's what we look at when we look at the scripture. He's, Jesus is saying, listen, you're hanging out here. You're hanging out doing your own thing, but there is no life. There is no light coming from your life. You're existing. And yeah, you look on the outside and people are oh yeah, you're doing this and that. But where is the light? Where are people getting saved? Because they weren't. Because I wasn't talking to them about Jesus. I wasn't. People thought I was. But it wasn't. Yeah, well, I knew a nice couple in the community, right? One of the activities. But they're not telling them about Jesus. If you got to say, where would you go? Or have you had a life changing experience with Jesus and Christ? Wasn't even asking the question. Because I didn't want to offend. I didn't want to uh, 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 upset. I didn't want to step out of my comfort zone. Right? Mm -hmm. I didn't want to step out of my comfort zone. I didn't want to be uncomfortable. I didn't want to be rejected. I don't want to tell him to get away from me because I don't need Jesus and I don't need you. But he's showing me. He said, no, you, you have been walking in this. You've been hanging out as a, as a criminal week. But look what he says, though, in the scriptures. He says that if it, uh, if it falls to the ground and dies. You see, the idea of is, is falling Falling has the idea of humbling yourself. Being willing to, to allow yourself. Because one of the things the Bible talks about so many times in the scripture, God never said, we don't want God to humble us. So many times you see the scripture, the scripture says, humble yourself. Right? We need the mind and the mighty hand of God. It means that's a choice that we make. And we have to choose to say, God, I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. And I humble myself. And I will, I will, I will bow down to your will. I will bow down to you. Robert Carter, years ago, 
that God used him to help set me on this path. Uh, and I call it the whatever prayer. And I remember that Sunday when he preached the message. And he talked about, he said, I began, I began to rehearse things before God that I don't want to happen in my life. But I want to begin to deal with these issues, these areas in my life that I'm holding back from God. And I don't want, I don't want to put on the altar to him. He said, I start praying to God, okay, Lord, if, if you want to give me cancer, if you want to allow me to get cancer, that I may witness to the medical personnel that may be treating me. I'm okay with that. These impossible situations that you do not want to go through. But you will put them, you will offer them up to the altar. You will put them on the altar before God. And I remember that Sunday when he preached that and made reference to that in the message. And it struck me to the core. Because I know that's part of the process where God was speaking to me of this dying, this dying, that you got to be willing to put it all on the altar and begin to rehearse these things that you don't even want. And so I remember the first morning when I was living at 1015 West Mims and in my little study and, and the Holy Spirit sort of speaking to me that I need you to, to challenge me to even pray that prayer. It was a Monday morning because it was right on the hills after you preached that message. I'm like, oh God, help me. Help me. Give me the courage to obey. Say it with me. Lord, give me the courage. Say it with me. Lord, give me the courage. Lord, give me the courage. To obey. To obey. That's my foundational prayer. That is, that has become my foundational prayer in my life. God, give me the courage to obey. My students know that. I say it all the time. That's my because I'm the biggest coward this side of heaven. I promise you, man. People think I'm this mighty man of God. No, I'm not. I'm the biggest coward. I'm a wimp. I'm a coward. I'm fearful. In and of myself, right? And I said, God, give me the courage to obey. And I had to ask him that stand Monday morning. God, give me the courage to obey. And just even opening my mouth and praying that prayer because it had me trembling. I'm scared to death to even pray that prayer. As he began to bring things to my mind, God, if you give me kidney failure, kidney failure, I, 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 I embrace kidney failure, if that be your will. I mean, so the Holy Spirit just started bringing these incredible, impossible, horrible situations that I would never pick or choose a desired experience. And he said, put it up. Speak it out. Speak it out. And he started giving me the strength to speak it out. And, I, and as I began to do that, I started feeling a, a release. Not a fear, but a faith. And it's like he started exchanging the fear that I had in my heart for faith. And when I started feeling his power come into me, and where confidence began to well as I prayed these crazy prayers. And I know that's a hard prayer. I know it's hard. I was talking to a brother the other day in my Sunday school class. And when I mentioned that, he said, oh, no, no, no. He was honest. I appreciate his honesty. 
And I had a chance to pray with them. Because I said, man, I appreciate you honestly because most of us won't verbalize. We won't come out and say, I, I don't want to pray that prayer. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go there. Now, what is this smile? <laughs> what is this smile? What is this smile? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> and that's it. But he was so honest and transparent. He said, man, I, I never prayed that. And the truth is, I don't want to pray. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pray. But the Lord gave me an opportunity to pray with him. He said, promise you. Because it's in the falling. It's in the falling. You come into a place of humility and brokenness. He talks about, as Jesus talks about the kernel of wheat falling to the ground. And the ground, the ground, the soil, the earth represents the will of God. Because when we submit to the will of God, then, then all of a sudden things begin to happen. When that seed is placed in the soil, things begin to happen. When we begin to pray, my aunt was now with Jesus. One of the how she prayed it, it, it was a little different, but she said she would pray. And my first time I ever prayed, it's just like, whoa. She said, God, we were praying on the phone. She started praying for me. She said, God, bind our hearts to your will. That was so cool. She said, bind our hearts to your will. Meaning that God, we want to be submitted to your will, right? She said, we know what. She said, not my will, Lord, but, but that will be done. That will, that will. So Lord, bind my heart to your will. And so meaning that, though we begin to pray that, we begin to submit to that. It's just like we're planting the seed in the soil, but we're planting our hearts in the soil. And God said, you're never being deposited into my will. You're being deposited into the fullness of my will. And now I can begin to do some things in you. Now I can begin to take the seed of your, of your soul and I can begin to move in it and begin to bring life. To begin to bring life, but in the bring of the life, you gotta die. Because that seed will never look the same again. That seed will never, ever be a seed again. Never get seen again. That's what the Lord told me. He said, your life will never, it will never be. But it has been. And may I say, Lord, we die. Mm. Because when I look back at my life <laughs> as a seed, and I look where my life is now, it's incredible. It's incredible. Because my life, and it's all to the glory of God, has produced so many more lives. It's been incredible to watch God save young people, right? And transform the lives of young people. That's the vision that He even gave us for Kingdom Life Academy. Transforming lives through His kingdom. And what God has done is He's taken my life as I have died, as I have died, as I have died. He has begun to take my life and begin to produce. Reproduce and reproduce salvation after salvation after salvation through the men of this card. Now, Kingdom Life Academy, I'm watching young people get saved. I'm watching young people's lives get transformed. The greatest presence, some of you saw on Facebook. Christmas morning, what do I wake up to? I wake up to a text from one of our students who said, Mr. Ian, last night I gave my life to Jesus. Amen. I gave my life to Jesus. And I'm telling you, she said, I said, what happened? Tell me what happened. She said, well, my parents were arguing, and, 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 and uh, my sister, the sister, said, I read all my gifts, and I got them out a couple days later. So I was in my 
room. She said, my heart was heavy, and because we've been, you know, because we've been talking about the salvation and, and surrendering her life to, you know, life to the Lord. And, and everybody in KLA were not believers. And I, and I knew she wasn't. And I saw that I took it at her heart even, even the week prior, uh, two weeks prior before the break. And I saw that in our devotion time. And I saw as I'm talking about surrendering their lives to the Lord, because we talk about not just making the Savior, we talk about him making the Lord, right? Because that's what Romans 10, 9 and 10 says. Okay, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, right? Okay, meaning that he has to become Lord. It, it's not divided. Like some people talk, oh, he made the Lord, but not he made the Savior, not the Lord. That's not scripture. I'm sorry. It's not the word of God. See, if you believe in your heart the Lord Jesus, okay, then God has raised him from the dead, he shall be saved. And so, we talk to teach our students about lordship and that you have to get serious about God and it's between you and God and we don't try to and I'm not trying to protect it on anyone else. I'm done. As a minister or whatever, people are okay, followers of Christ, I'm protect, but God told me to stop trying to lead people to Jesus. Yeah. Like I'm gonna pray, I mean we're gonna pray for it. That's what stop doing that. That's what he told me. I ain't saying he told you that, me. He said, you tell them to get by themselves. They talk to me. And when they're ready, they'll surrender their life to me alone with me because that's when they're most serious. And so that's why I tell our students. And so she's like in her room and she's like, I'm, and I, she said, I, I was bawling my eyes out. This is a 16 year old girl. And she said, I asked Jesus, Jesus, I need you to take over my life. I need you to be the boss of my life. <laughs> And she said, not long after that, my mom comes to my room with a gift from this little old lady from her job. And she says, for me. And it was all wrapped up. And she said, when I opened it, it was a Bible. Ooh. And she said, and she had no way of knowing. Mm -hmm. She said, it was the best gift ever. That's what, that's what I was saying. The best gift ever. But she gave me the best gift ever on Christmas Day yeah. of salvation. Of salvation. And so God has taken the dying and, 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 and as He has taken my life and the seed uh, and, and, and deposited it in His will, and He has started germinating, right? As, as He has stripped me down and He's called me deeper and deeper into death. And again, the death that He's called me to get dying to my will, to die to my desires, the chances are not look anything like what He will say to me. Because he deals with each one of us on a personal, individual basis. Right? You know some of the crazy stuff he does? Because I'm so, I guess I'm so jacked up. Now he's got that extreme stuff for me. Right? Man, he's got that straight crazy stuff for me. Because I'm so jacked up. Right? What do you say? This is why I live in the tent. I'm still in the tent. I got up from the tent this morning. And it's been an intense experience. Uh, Mark Soil, sorry, I'm bad joke. Mark Soil for make four years. I've been living in the tent. And the point is that he, he called me, uh, and it's always based on his word, by right? Hosea, looking up to 14 to 20, is the scripture he gave me. Okay, supporting, confirming the fact that he was calling me to the tent. I won't break with the whole story. But the point is that I want to make is that it was the summer of 2017, and he woke me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. He said, This is your tomb. This tent is your tomb. This is the place where I've called you to die. 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 
And because he's called me to die in this, in this way, and he's brought me through some hard, hard stuff, I've seen his power. You know, we talk about yeah, the reproduction of, the, uh, of, of souls, but also I think God wants to reproduce things in, that, are, that, he, that are completely in his will and his character in us, and he wants to reproduce in us as we live out our lives. There are some character aspects of God that he wants to reproduce in you, but, there, but, but he can't because those seeds that he wants you to deposit in his will, which is the soil, you have not done. And he's calling you to deposit those seeds. He's calling you to put those seeds in the soil, meaning that you relinquish these areas of your life. And I don't know what that is, but I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. And you know what that is. He's going to tell you what it is. And he's telling you to put that in the soil. Put it in my will and watch him start doing amazing things. <coughs> Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Put it in my will. Is it scary? Yes. Is it hard? Yes. But what's the prayer? Lord, give me the what? Courage to obey. What is it? Courage to obey. That's the prayer. That's the prayer that will release, release the power of God in your life. If you are bold enough to pray that prayer, it means God, give me the courage to obey. Because God will call us to do some hard things, but I promise you, when you learn to get, pray to Him and say, God, give me the courage to obey, you're going to see the power of God come through you. As we see, even in this seat, I'm going to show the video. I'm going to get ready to close. Because I want you to see, and because God gives us so many images uh, that connect to the spiritual experience, but in the physical, He teaches us, He shows us so much. Uh, and I'm going to ask you to stop doing it in the line. Can you play it?
It takes time. Do not be weary in well-doing. Because it's coming. It's coming. Because it has to continue to grow to the light. So this is what God is doing. He is producing, he is producing. And it is the Spirit of God that is doing the work in you and through you. Don't quit, don't quit. The fruit is coming, just like you saw in the time lapse. The fruit is coming, the fruit is coming, I don't agree. Y'all keep doing what you're doing. You keep standing, you keep fighting. You keep walking in the will of God no matter what. No matter who comes, who leaves, whatever. The Spirit of God is at work. Because you sacrificed, you submitted to his will, and you're walking through it. You're walking through the challenges. But don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Because much fruit is coming. Many seeds are coming in due time. In due time. So as I close, what's the challenge? What is God saying? What is God saying to you in the areas that you still need to die? Because he still refused me. Excuse me, revealing to me that there are different aspects of my life that I still have to submit to His will. It's a never-ending process. But glory to God, as we learn to commit and submit to Him more and more of our lives, we'll see more of His power, His love, and His grace, and His miraculous, incredible presence in our lives. But my question is to you, what is God saying to you? What aspect of your life that He's saying you need to die to? You need to submit to His will. You need to allow Him to covered with his soil of his will to begin to produce life in and through you in these areas. I don't know what that is, but you know. You know he's speaking to you. And again, lastly, I want to encourage those in where you have, you know you've submitted, you know you've committed, you know you've laid down your life and different aspects of your lives to God. But you're struggling. You're tired. Because you don't see the fruit yet. Hold on. Hold on. Keep moving. Keep growing. Because he's doing the work. He's doing the work. Mm -hmm. Let me pray for us. Father, right now, we're dying to live. Mm -hmm. We're dying to live. And just like the kernel of wheat, the grain of wheat, Lord God, we choose, we just declare, a fresh and a new. 
we choose to fall to the ground and die. Dying to our expectations, dying to our desires, dying to any and everything that is not of you. And we want, just like my aunt prayed, God, you would bind our hearts to your will. And Father, we ask you, we ask you, Lord God, in these areas that you've shown us and we're scared spitless. God, because when you told me to go live in a tent, you know I was scared spitless. And it took me almost three months to surrender to your will. So God, we pray, give us the courage to obey. And God, you know, even as we pray for the courage to obey, God, you're patient. When we really desire that, even when we have to continue to pray that until our will lines up with yours, God, and we know it can be a struggle. But you, Lord God, will bring us to that point, even as you answer our prayers. And even in the answering of our prayers and give us the courage to obey, God, you can be so, so patient to bring us to where we need to be. So God, we ask you to give us the confidence, Lord God, and the courage to pray. And we'll see your power. And God, I pray for encouragement. Father God, for the areas that we lay down our lives to you, we're struggling, we're tired. God, we want to quit. Help us to keep standing and to keep leaning and trusting in you because you are our life. And we pray, God, I pray for 903 Church, God. And I pray, God, that, that, that much truth will come, Lord God, because it is coming. I pray just for strength and encouragement that they will continue to stand and shine the light of Jesus throughout this community. You've called them to this area. You've called them, Lord God. Mm -hmm. And we trust you. We trust you to finish what you started. And we thank you, God. I thank you, Father God, for Russell McKenzie, Lord God, and church leadership. God, I thank you, Father God, for now three church. I thank you for my friends and family, family, more than friends, but family in this church. And I thank you for the blessing that they give to you. And we just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.